Welcome back to episode number 51 of the MP Dude. This is Jeff the MP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. And you know what? You know what I noticed? AANP is knocking off my title. They've got something, uh, the voice of nurse practitioners registered trademark or something. I didn't even see that. So I'm close, but I'm not violating their rules. I'm not violating the, the trademark. It's not registered by me. <laughs> I didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. But that's just kind of the way I've been saying it. But there's nobody talking out there. So um, I've been going back through some old comments and stuff. And I was talking to my wife. She's like, yeah, I saw a comment on your Facebook page that somebody said they can't find any other podcasts. So if anybody's aware of another podcast that talks specifically about nurse practitioner practice issues, I want to know about it. I just want to know. I want to collaborate with them. I want to, I want to see what issues they've got because we need to be cohesive. I, I say it all the time. I say it every show. And, and I, I really mean that. Um, Today, what's going on? It's beautiful out. It's like 57 degrees. The sun is out. It feels like it's going to be a warm day. It's kind of cloudy, but it looks like it's going to burn off. I watered the greenhouse this morning. Everything seems to be doing okay. My tomatoes look like crap, though. I think I put them out there too soon. I had them in the basement under grow lights, and man, I think they just got burnt under the in the UV. So I'll probably be restarting some tomatoes. Oh, well. I usually do restart a bunch anyways. So we got that going for me. I got to do some planting this weekend, and uh, today's a Thursday. Now, here's the problem I'm having. Here's a problem I'm having, guys. I am, I love I love doing this podcast. I love talking, and uh, I'm having a blast doing it. But the problem is, is that by the time I get to the end of the day, and I get, get done charting, and I get done with kids, and I get everybody put put to bed, and everything's done... I'm exhausted, and I'm having a hard time getting the podcast published, so I'm, a, I'm behind a little bit. That's okay, right? But the problem that I'm seeing is that sometimes it happens you know, two, three days out, and so sometimes topical issues that are like, man, this came out in the news today, um, you know, it sounds a little bit dated by the time I get it published. But it's usually within a couple days. I don't like to go out beyond three or four days. So sometimes that happens. I, I listen to a handful of podcasts on my own, and some of them will give the, like a time and date stamp at the beginning of the show. And I'm debating on doing that. I'm not sure or not. I don't know if it matters. Today is April 20th, uh, 2017. And they do that type of thing. It's a Thursday. Heading to work. Sunny. It's beautiful. Excited for the day. Anyways, so what do we want to talk about today? Ooh, 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 Facebook likes. You guys are doing awesome. It was a huge jump yesterday. I, I touched a nerve with uh, uh, responding to... Uh, prescribing for family members on Facebook. You guys, if you're listening today, man, you guys are amazing people. I got a billion likes yesterday. It was ridiculous. And I got tons of shares. And it was that show, like, it was one of the most popular shows I'd done in the past. But this, like, re regrouped. Two people posted on Facebook almost instantaneously. They probably just got approved at the same time. But it was they were right next to each other about prescribing for family members. And I just said, here, take a listen to the show, take a listen to the show. And and just skimming through that post, it was amazing the number of people like, yeah, I do it, I don't problem. Yeah, I prescribe for myself all the time. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah. listen to that podcast if you haven't. And uh, I think it's episode 29. If not, go to my search bar and just type in uh, prescribing. It comes right up. The the problem I have with that is, is that, um, well, I guess it's not a problem, but you just really need to know what your state says. If your state doesn't give a crap, then go go for it. And this is where I think reasonableness and government don't connect, right? I mean, it just doesn't connect. Now, the, the intent of, of the law, and you can you, everybody's going to know this, right, is that you are protecting the public good and that you're not 
you know, self-prescribing yourself medications that are unnecessary or expensive and your insurance is paying for it and, you know, you're, you're just trying everything or, you know, you're, you're like me and you like to have a couple things on the shelf and, uh, you know, you have a, bu- a bucket of amoxicillin and a bucket of this and a bucket of that and just in case you need it. The concern is that you're prescribing it to yourself and giving it to somebody else. And so it's not being tracked under health records. Now, who gives a crap, right? I mean, what, what, who would really give a crap if I give lisinopril to somebody else? I'm not saying I do that, but what, who would care? Who would care if I got a prescription of lisinopril and it was in my cupboard and I saw somebody had hypertension and they couldn't afford their medicine and I gave it to them? But, you, know, you can see where all the fraud comes in with insurance, though, right? I, so, I mean, I can see that slippery slope argument, and that's a, that's a legal, you know, policy argument of the slippery slope. If you guys know what slippery slope is, it's once you get on it, you can't turn around, you slide to the bottom of the hill. You can't get up. You can't just, oh, we'll do a little bit of it. Because once you open the floodgates, then it's, then it's too easy. So I see the need for that control, um, but I hate the government. <laughs> I hate the government telling us to do it. I think it should just be a standard of, a standard of care issue. Let us work it out through court systems if we need to. Um, have it be part of your insurance contract with your insurance, your health insurance provider that you won't prescribe to yourself if you're a practitioner. And if you do, then we won't give you health insurance anymore. That would stop it. Who says the government needs to be involved? Anyways, so I, I did an episode yesterday that kind of rounded out in Ohio an issue, that same issue, the prescribing for yourself issue, and I'm not going to do it again because I haven't published it yet, and so by the time you're hearing this, if you are a faithful listener, you'll have heard it. If not, go back and listen to the episode 50, and um, it talks about Ohio rules where they explicitly put in the rules that you're not allowed to do it unless you have an active chart. So what my episode 29 was is codified or will be codified by Ohio soon, and that's, that's, that's okay. I'm okay with that, right? I mean... I don't plan on doing it, so it's not an issue for me. Now, there was an issue that came up. Somebody sent me a comment that said, um, here's the issue now. What if you work in an office? And it's a hypothetical, and I love hypothetical specific situations. And they're hard because um, it it really depends, right? It really depends. There's a ton of it depends on all the hypotheticals, and I'm going to start with that. But here's the hypothetical. You have a practitioner that works with another practitioner in your office. You're both buddies, you're friends, you've been you know, working together for a long time, whatever. And you're, you trust each other, completely trust each other. And your, your friend, your colleague, your other NP in your office, their child is sick. And they, they've evaluated them. They know they need, you know, augment, amoxicillin, whatever it is. They need, they need an antibiotic. And it's clearly warranted. And if they came to you as a patient, you would be giving it no, without blinking an eye. Here's your meds. Go get better. Um, but what they do is they, they're in the office. You're not in the office at that time. And they take your standards, like standing order form that the, that the nurses call in to the physicians or to the, to the pharmacy. And they call in a script in your name without you knowing about it. Okay? Because they trust you, you trust them. But you don't know about it. And then you know that they would do the same thing for you. You know, they would let you use their script without a a blink of an eye if that was the case for your child. So, you know, it's kind of an unwritten, unspoken, just send it in under the other person's name so that you don't raise the red flags with the pharmacy. Um, And and is is that, what do you do in that situation? 
and my big it's a big fat it depends right i mean you know if 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 it's the first time and you haven't had the discussion about hey you know um our office policy is that we don't do that and you know i know that you did it and that's you, you could do the one time that's done i can't unwind that bell you got your and i'm glad that the, your kids doing better but maybe we shouldn't do this you know mutually discuss it <laughs> and say you know what I, we both agree that we don't do it so it depends on the state too right so if the state doesn't give a crap because apparently there's some that don't, um, then I would say don't worry about it. If it's Ohio, and there's no active chart, and they're sending it in on your behalf, and you know about it, then then you're clearly going to be, once once the Ohio Administrative Code gets approved, if that stays in there, you'd be in violation of, of the law. You could lose your license for that. It's explicitly stated. Now, it used to be stated, it used to be good practice, and you could get on the DEA's radar. You could, you know, it's, it was frowned upon in some states, but, you know, there wasn't an explicit rule. Well, in Ohio, there is now, or there will be. So you could lose your license for that. Is it worth a friendship versus a losing your license? Ah, I don't know of any of my friends that would willingly say, you know what, I'm going to put your license at risk, and I'll just go ahead and do this. So maybe they're just not educated on the ramifications. Have them listen to my show, episode 29, <laughs> if, if this is a real issue. Now, I was told it wasn't. I was told it was a hypothetical. But if it was a, a, just an interpersonal issue, it really depends on the interpersonal dynamics. If, you're, if it's a friend of yours that's been a good friend of yours, then you've got to just have the discussion and say, look, you know, I, I, I really think that we, we're playing with fire here. We probably shouldn't do that. I know a copay and taking off work to take your kid to the doctor or to your practitioner kind of sucks. But, you know, I just, I really don't want to lose my license. And there's more and more people that are seeing NPs as a threat to their way of life that would love nothing more than to turn your ass in to the State Board of Nursing. There's a ton of physicians out there that are getting a little aggravated by us stepping on their toes. Now, there's a lot of great ones that are that are on board because they know what's coming. They know we're, we're rising up as far as numbers and, and quality and, and cohesiveness. You know, we're, we're just getting better. We're getting better and better. And, um, you know, we're a threat to some of those guys. And I, I just wouldn't want to give anybody any ammunition. You know, you could be front-page news. Look, oh, another nurse practitioner causing fraud, loses license. That's, that's not a good idea. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I have not called in, and I will never call in a prescription for a family member unless they have an active chart, and it's when it's my turn to be on call. It's just not going to happen. It's not worth getting on the radar, especially in Ohio now. Ohio Board of Nursing is not your friend. <laughs> they could care less about you. Their job is to police you and keep you from hurting people. They're the cops. I say it all the time. They're the cops. So anyways, that, that was a great a great response. And, and I'm like, man, I, 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 it's more of an interpersonal question than it is, I think, um, you know, the legal side of it. It's, you know, how do you handle that? And I, I think if they're a good friend, I would say, you know, you know let's, let's go out to lunch and I, you know, I got to talk to you something about something. And I, I think we need to have a good office policy. I wouldn't go behind their back and go to the office manager and say, you know, this policy needs changed or we need to make sure that this is, you know, educated. Every, and I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I, I approach the person first. And here, here's an example of me approaching the person first. When I was working as an RN in ICU, I had a, a patient that um, that I took over in the morning, night shift was there, and this person was horrible as a night shift, and they were a horrible nurse, they, were, they just were not good, they were unattentive, they didn't care, they weren't 
um, and I'm not going to say she wasn't intelligent, but but the things that she did showed that she didn't understand what she was really doing. And um, really nice person, but just not competent and shouldn't be in that environment. And the patient, I had two patients. They were both my, I took over both of her patients and they both complained to me that, you know, they, and, and they, you know, they, they were tied to their beds so they couldn't talk to each other. It wasn't like they were collaborating to, to complain about this nurse. So two different people, the same night shift said that, pay, that nurse last night did not do anything for me. I hit the button. She didn't come. She sat there and played on her phone. She did, I mean, it was, it was obviously bad. Poor. I had two people complain. So what do you do as a nurse? You have to tell your, your, your nurse manager, you gotta, you got to follow an incident report. People are complaining. I mean, that, that's a big deal. But before I did that, I went to that nurse and said, look, both of these patients had issues with you. <laughs> they both thought, said you did a crappy job last night. And I wasn't here, so I can't say, but they're telling me this, and I am forced to do a incident report saying that you did a crappy job. And i got to put in quotes all the stuff that they say. I'm telling you I'm doing this before it gets back to you. Did I need to do that? Absolutely not. Does, do, do most nurses do that? I don't think so. <laughs> I am. I, that's called integrity. <laughs> if you're going to say something bad about somebody that you have to say that you otherwise wouldn't do, you got to go tell them first and say, "Look, you know what was the deal? You know, you can you get your get your story straight because I'm gonna. This is going to be an issue for you." It's the same. It's the same way with with um, having integrity with your with your colleagues at work. So if if you have a problem with a colleague, I would expect that somebody would come to me first and say, "Hey, Jeff, you're doing this wrong," and maybe it's just a miscommunication. Maybe it's, oh, and then we always did it that way. And we just, I didn't know. I, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, or I'm not trying to be, you know, manipulative, or I'm not trying to take advantage. I just didn't know. I have no problem switching my behavior. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Let's fix that. And it doesn't need to go any further. It, and, and so I, I, I would hope people would do that to me um, if I was doing something wrong or you know, stepping on toes or something like that. And uh, instead of just complaining to other people or going to the manager or something. But I, I would, if it was me, if it was my colleague, and they said, "Hey, I'm going to send this in for you," and uh, I would just say, "No, I got to, I got to suck it up and take it. I don't want you losing your license. I don't want to be on the radar. I don't want to be, you know, knowledgeable of a potential fraud. It's not worth it. It's not worth that headache." So I would, I would try to shut it down, but I would do it in a nice way and, and try to get to that person first. Um, other topics today. I had another one that came in the other day that was in response to. Um, the immunizations. Actually, I had a couple that came in from the immunizations. I had a couple people give me stories about, hey, you know what? You, know, you, you kind of hit a nerve because uh, my own child had issues after getting vaccines. And I had several of those. So, I mean, it just reinforces the fact that we really got to be diligent and in, in our own evaluation of research studies to say, is this really valuable or is it just somebody's agenda? And, and um, it's still I don't, a big I don't know. I don't know about the immunization thing, you know. And, and uh, the, for, all, for all purposes, I'm sticking with them and until, until there's better data out there. But, you know, who does the data? I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to do. Anywho, um, there was somebody that came back with the immunization-related issue um, and said, how do you stay current? And it was a more general question. How do you stay current with what you're, you know, where do you get this information? How did you find out about the HPV vaccine thing? 
and uh, you know what what are my go-to resources for staying and I hate saying up to date because that's up to date is, is a is an app and a program but staying current on topics and and uh, treatment modalities and things like that and so there's a couple of resources that I use but the main one I, I, I love Medscape I really do there's a ton of information in there and it's all free it's all free and, it, and it, it's current so th- there's usually in Medscape at the top of the the, um, the main app if you get the app for your phone they, they give you like a little picture with a title and it scrolls through like five or six different topics of the day and so I usually will scroll, scroll through those. I'm sitting there and I'm doing something around the house and I'm waiting for something to happen or whatever. And I'll scroll through those and I'll just look and say, what's the, what's the topic of the day? And they do a lot of like healthcare and law issues. They do a lot of um, immunization and CDC guidelines. They do a lot of cancer treatments and screening issues. And I mean, it's everything. It's, and it's a, it's a true hodgepodge of, of medical that's through there. But, it, but a lot of it's focused in primary care and a lot of it's focused in, um, in uh, preventative stuff, which is kind of nice, right? So, so I go to that a lot. And I, the more you read, the more you're going to learn, and the more you're going to look up stuff. And uh, but I'll I'll do CDC. I do guidelines for immunization schedules. I check those every year. Every year they come out with new ones. I'm, I'm constantly checking those, comparing with what it was before, what changed, what didn't change. Um, Facebook is a huge resource for me, and and, and I always take Facebook with a grain of salt. Because you don't know who these people are, so if you're if you're citing Facebook for your for your treatment modalities, that's a bad plan. But a lot of people give guidelines. Like I've I've seen diabetes um, guidelines um, through like the ADA and stuff. They, they I mean there's there's great great information that comes from the Facebook page, Facebook pages. I should say it that way. And uh, Nurse Lada's um, she's got a lot a ton of information. Oh, she's just a fantastic group of people. Ton of information. Ton of information. The uh, family practice um, nurse practitioner Facebook group is good. I get a lot of stuff from there. Um, but the the, the idea of, of learning everything and having go to resources, um, there's 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 a ton of them. So that's the problem is that you got to find the one that works for your lifestyle and works for you. But the biggest thing about getting up to date stuff and staying current is you just have to keep looking. You keep looking. Questions that arise in your in your practice, you got to say, "Oh, well, that came up today. Where do I find that information?" And I go to. I usually use Medscape. That's where I go. I love it. It's free. I don't have to pay a ton of money for it. Um, CES are all another way to get information. Continuing ads. Now AANP, I think they go back to like 2011 or 2012 on some of their CES that are that once you're a member, you get the free CES. Um, so some of them are a little dated. But they're pretty darn close. The, the most important thing that I get out of those is, is the resources of who to look up. Who's the, who is the standard, who sets the standard of care and whatever that topic is. That's the hardest thing to find out. So in, in CEs, I'll get a lot of information about, you know, this organization or this association says you should do this or that one does that. And, you know, maybe why one's better than the other. Well, that might be old, but at least now you know who to go Google and look up. So say, for example, it's... Um, you know, breast cancer screenings, you could go USPSTF, which I've already talked about using that, but I, I don't like that one. I like it a little bit tighter control than that. So who would you go to? Well, ACOG has one. The American Cancer uh, Society has an ACS has another guideline. So, I mean, there's different guidelines out there, but you learn a lot of that through 
um, through CEs and just talking to people. What's the, what's the guideline? But it's just getting into it. That, I say that all the time. If you want to be thorough on something, you've got to get into it. And um, so I, you know, I don't have a go-to on any one thing other than Medscape. I really, I, I rely a lot on that. I really do. It's because I'm cheap, cheap, cheap. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today, guys. What else do you guys want to talk about? You guys email me, Jeff at TheMPDude.com. You can always get me through Facebook. You can click the link on Facebook. A couple people are doing that that will email me through Facebook, and it just uses my email. It goes right to Jeff at, uh, at TheMPDude.com. So you can either do it that way. If you're in Facebook and you don't feel like going into your browser, you can click on that and send me a note right through there. You can also message me. You can personal message me through through my personal page or through the NP Dude. And um, don't forget, you get me on iTunes. I still only have a couple ratings. I didn't get get on last night to look. I didn't have a chance. So I don't know if I've gotten any, any more. But if you're listening on iTunes, take a one-minute break. And just give me a star rating and uh, a quick comment of why you're giving me that rating. If you think I'm worth a crap, go do it. Because if I can get enough ratings, it'll show up on there. And, and hopefully it'll bump me up on the healthcare podcast. Because um, the more high, the higher up on that list I am, the more people that are just going to find the podcast um, organically. And uh, spread the word. That's that's what we're, we're here to do. We're here to help each other. I'm not looking for anything from anybody. I'm just trying to help. So keep sharing this show. You guys did awesome. I think we're at 681 likes on the on the main page. Not just individual show likes and post likes and things, but just, just the main page likes. So tell your friends, guys, NP schools out there. We got probably in Ohio, I don't even know, 20, maybe 20 NP schools in Ohio. I don't know. And each one's got probably 25 to 40 or 50 NP students. In, in each grade, in each level, I shouldn't say grade, but in each level. So that's, you know, 50, 60, 70 people in each one of those. There's there's a ton of people just in Ohio that are students that should, should be wanting to know this information that we're putting out on this podcast. It's perfectly pertinent for you guys in school. So tell your buddies in, in your class, say, hey, there's this crazy guy. He's talking to himself on a recorder in his car, and he's he's uploading it on a on, you know, semi-regular basis. <laughs> Sorry. And... Um, you know, spread the spread the word. This is it's perfectly appropriate for students right now. And even though you guys are dealing with a bunch of other crap, um, it's never too soon to start thinking about this stuff. And you know, you can at least take a break from learning about uh, you know COPD and and you know heart failure and stuff like that, and learn about something else for a minute and give your give your brain a rest on the the medical side of stuff and talk more about practice side. So keep sharing the show, guys. Having a great time doing it. We'll talk soon.